Why not? Because, Trag said patiently, you have certain things to explain, Miss Cushing. It's going to be a lot better for you if you make an explanation. What things do I have to explain? Trag said. Let's look at it this way. You were friendly with Scott Shelby. Last night, Scott Shelby is yachting and goes overboard. The presumption is that he's drowned. There's some probability that he was murdered, but the body hasn't been recovered. The water in the river wasn't too deep, and the searchers last night and also this morning haven't been able to find any trace of the body. Isn't there a current in the river? We're making allowances for that. So what? She asked. So, Trag went on rather patiently, we find that you are in a position to step into the negotiations which Shelby was carrying on for making a settlement of an oil lease. We find that in your garage there's a blanket that's soaking wet. There are a pair of soaking wet men's shoes, and it's quite apparent that some wet object has been on the seat of your automobile. What if it has? It makes no difference at all, Trag said, if it weren't for the fact that that wet object just might have been Scott Shelby. That's absurd. And, Trag went on, apparently you have a man in your bedroom. How dare you say such a thing? Haven't you? No. Are you willing to let me look in the bedroom? I... I see no reason why you should. They had arrived at a conversational impasse. Trag glanced to Mason for reinforcements. Perhaps, Mason said suavely, Miss Cushing would like to explain how that blanket got wet and what it was she was carrying in her automobile that was wet. She looked at him angrily and spat words at him. Miss Cushing has nothing to say. Apparently, Mr. Mason, I owe this predicament entirely to you. All right, Mason said. If you want to be that way about it, let's be more specific. I wish you would, Mason said. Well, to begin with, you have a man in your bedroom. He's around five feet eight, about 155, and has dark hair and dark eyes. That's Scott Shelby's description. She looked at Mason strangely. In my bedroom? Yes. Suddenly, she threw back her head and emitted peals of laughter, a nervous, almost hysterical laughter. When she had ceased laughing, Mason said patiently, there's a man in your bedroom, Miss Cushing. Heavens, no. Mind if I look? Certainly I mind. May Lieutenant Trag take a look? She was thoughtful now. Her knees crossed, her free foot kicking nervously. She hesitated for several seconds, then said, No, I don't want him to look. Lieutenant Trag said smoothly. Well, now, as I understand it, Miss Cushing, you're absolutely certain that there isn't any man in your bedroom? Yes. Well, now that complicates the situation, Lieutenant Trag said. Because witnesses have seen the man standing at the window of your bedroom, and if you're certain there's no one in there, then the man must be a prowler. And as an officer of the law, it is my duty to arrest any burglar who has made an unlawful entry of the premises. Who saw him in my bedroom? Who has been spying on me? You've been under surveillance for some time, Lieutenant Trag said. Now, I want to know whether there is some man in your bedroom, whether you have some guest in there, someone who is authorized to be there. If you have, then of course I won't search the bedroom without a warrant. But if you tell me that there is no one in there, no person who is authorized to be there, and that therefore anyone who is in there would be unlawfully present, it becomes my duty to put that man under arrest. She looked from Mason to Lieutenant Tragg, carefully following every move they made, every expression on their faces. Suppose I should tell you that... that I had a guest. Under those circumstances, of course, we wouldn't enter the bedroom without a warrant. Well, I... what would you do? Under those circumstances, Trag said smoothly, 
We'd put a guard right here in the corridor to see that the man didn't leave this apartment, and then we'd get a search warrant and search the entire place. We would also take you into custody for questioning. She lowered her eyes, studied the carpet for some five seconds, and suddenly raised her eyes and said, All right, I'll tell you the truth. I think it would be better. There's a man in my apartment. Scott Shelby? Trag asked. She hesitated for a thoughtful second, then said, No, and he isn't in the bedroom. He's in the kitchen. Trag exclaimed. The deuce he is! Mason smiled. He may be in the kitchen now. He was in the bedroom when we were here before. She flared angrily. Mr. Mason, I wish you'd mind your own business. That's a lie. He was in the kitchen all the time. He was cooking breakfast, and now he's washing the dishes. Come out, Art. The swinging door of the kitchen opened. A sheepish-looking man, five feet eight inches tall, dark hair and eyes, his weight around 155 pounds, grinned at them in embarrassed greeting.